home slice audio. Hello, everybody, This this is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Now I don't know what camera to look at. Just I'll look at Rob. Hi everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it it off. (laughs) You're creeping me Uh, out. It is uh, whiskey at work again in another location. It's like we're taking this place on on the road anymore. We're touring with it. It's gonna be like we're in the old office. We just do one podcast in every room in the building. Yeah, we roll from one to the next. Um, This one's gonna be okay. I I've been saying this a lot too lately that this one's gonna be a little bit different than Mm. what we normally do. It's gonna be lovely. Uh, First off, it's Rob and Mark. Uh, You kind of know us. Dan from Timmins Markets has been on a few of these now. Couple. One hello, or two. hello, Dan. Hello. Nice to have you in here. And a guy that we met on the internet. Uh oh. That's that's creepy. <laughs> we did not I'm that swipe guy. right. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that kind of internet. <laughs> no, we were. Uh, Is that Dan, the way you're supposed to swipe when you're. You, that's a yes. I don't know. Swipe right. Or, I'm not. You and I have been married. Well, and Dan. Yeah, I don't know. Much no too clue. long. <laughs> I had to convince. I had to tell my wife the other day that I was not on the Tinder. Really? You had to tell her that. Well, she was kind of asking what it was. That I'm, seems like, like an I'm awkward. I'm not on it. I don't know. Right is right. Left. <laughs> yeah, is that how that? Goes? Well, it all was, right. Uh, that makes sense to me now, I guess. It was a couple of months ago that Dan said, "Hey, uh, Rob and Houston, there is this Facebook group called Dakota Whiskey Territory, and you guys might be interested in joining." We're like, "Okay, yeah, you remember that sure. from the uh, new Riff Barrel pick that I got right." Ah, uh, it's every episode now, <laughs> Dan. It's every episode, I'm and sorry. this is all because of you. I'm sorry, all of it. You got it. <laughs> you got it wrong. And then this is what happened. Yep. I can be very <laughs> so, convincing when I have to be. So we met uh, Gabe. It's Aldridge, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Yep. From You're originally from the East Coast. Yep, you're Maryland. in the United States Air Force, stationed here at the greatest Air Force base in America. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. It is. I, I, I don't know. He might, he might disagree with that. I'm not going to ask him not what now, the maybe. best one is. Right. I'm not going to ask him. I'm just going to so, say it soon is. As as he leaves, he might... It is for us. Uh, and you've been here since about October, right? It's about October, yep. And we started... Well, you got here just in time for winter. Yep, yeah. just in time Lucky for the cold. My, my wife loves it. It's a great time. <laughs> Where is your wife from originally? She is from L.A. Okay, so, so this uh, is a yeah. total shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, from what a little, I hear. little bit different. So we were both stationed in... The traffic's uh, better here. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, we were both stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Okay. So, uh, that's tropical. Where you met? Yep, we All met right. there. Yeah, we were both at a joint PME, which is basically just a professional uh, military education. Uh, she was Marine, I was Air Force. Fell in love, got married, and uh, how does that happen? I, Marine and I Air don't Force. know. She she chased me. That's what it was. <laughs> so what you're saying is that she could whoop your ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You wouldn't know it. She's so quiet, but yeah, for sure. Uh, and but you're originally from the East Coast, right? Yep. Okay, where new was it? Uh, Frederick, Frederick, Maryland, Maryland, which is about, um, I mean, Baltimore. It's about an hour and a half from Baltimore, hour and a half from DC. All right, well, uh, that's where we got to know you uh, was off that off that Facebook group. And Dakota uh, Whiskey Territory. Dakota Whiskey you, Territory, yes. Did you talk about that already? Or I did a little. I, I mentioned it. Out. No, you did. All right. Mostly. <laughs> I don't know. You talked um, a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've, we've got you on this finally, Gabe. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. You have, uh, you have been uh, pretty impressive <laughs> with nailing Uh-oh. some of this stuff, these whiskeys and bourbons and scotches that we've been drinking, not only from your reviews that we've read online, uh, but the couple of times... When I've actually, you would agree, right? I've actually, I, absolutely, <laughs> I've actually watched you in action, 
thinking, this is some sort of savant here with this stuff. Mm. How did you oh, realize you oh, had – well, how did you realize you had, uh, you know, uh, not just an affinity for this drink – but a talent to kind of pick this stuff out. I mean, you're not old enough to be. No, no, not at all. That's that's what's so, <laughs> that's what's so strange to me is usually you see these guys that are in their 60s and 70s and Look they're like Houston. Uh, oh, come on. Look at this. Where's the camera that I can show? <laughs> uh, you know, that uh, that have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. So how did how did how did this come about for you? Man, I uh <clears throat> so my dad used to drink he, he liked whiskey bourbon a lot. Okay. Uh, his favorite one was actually Blanton's, funny enough. Okay. I know we don't want to get into that. Anyway, uh, so no, I was I was um, just sitting at the house one night, and I was like, you know, I don't really have any, I don't have any passions. I don't really have any hobbies. Like, what do I, I need to do something. So I was like, all right, well, I like cigars, so that's cool. I was like, I need, some, I need something else manly. Like, what's another manly hobby <laughs> that I can do? I'm like, all right, well, cigars, whiskey, yeah, sure. Why okay. Not? So I went out and bought a bottle of Jim Beam, white label, and uh, hated it. I did not like That's it. fair. Did not like it. Uh, and I was like, all right, maybe this isn't for me. So I kept trying. I tried it over some ice. I was like, all right, this is a little better. Um, gave that bottle away to one of my good friends, and then I went out and bought a bottle of- <laughs> Is he still your good friend? Uh, oh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, he later on, he actually got into whiskey, too, because I started Excellent. talking to him about it. But I then bought a bottle of Bullet Rye. And I know I'm not a, I know we've talked about it. Like, I'm not a huge rye guy. Mm-hmm. But that was the first one where I had, and I was like, I enjoy this. <laughs> I like it. And then uh, I just drank everything over ice for a little bit. Started with with rice and bourbons. Funny enough, um, being in Japan, and then it got really, really easy to get the scotches and the Japanese whiskey over there. Yeah. And I got really involved in uh, the culture and the history of Japanese whiskey. And I, I started reading about it, loving it, and tasting things while I was reading. And the one night I was at a Japanese whiskey bar um, in Okinawa, and I ordered uh, I think it was a Highland Park 18 over ice. And the bartender looked at me. He said, No. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean, no? I want it over ice. He's like, no. He's like, okay. Well, how do you want it? How, what do you think I should have? He's like, all right. So he poured it neat. Went back to my little table by myself, of course, in the corner, brooding as I do. And uh, and I just I just sat there, drank some whiskey, waiting for my, for my other friends to come. And I was like, you know what? This is it. This is... I love doing like I just started discovering all these weird those notes and mm-hmm. like I would say things to my friend like hey do you get like bacon on this and he's like no dude I, it tastes like alcohol I don't know what you're saying I was like okay maybe it's me and then I was like started talking to other people who are into it and they're like oh yeah yeah and I was like oh this is awesome so it, it these just, are my people it just came out as a as a as a passion something you decided yep. that it's 100 percent because and Rob 100%. and I have talked about this a lot and Dan you're pretty good at this too you're kind of you're you're you you Gabe you and Gabe have that same ability to sit down with a glass of whiskey and sniff it and then taste it and then all of a sudden there's six different flavors mm. that you guys can describe Rob and I are like yeah, that's pretty good. By the time I don't really care. By for the this time one. Dan gets I mean, done playing with it, I, mine's <laughs> gone. But it's true, and and I think I, I think most people are like that. And I think sometimes when when that that's the fear of getting into it is they're like, well, I, I'm not going to be able to pick this out. I don't know how to do it, so therefore I don't really want to try to to like it, you know. Um, and I think that scares a lot of people away, especially when it comes to scotch. Yeah. I think that's that's a that's a big reason why a lot of people don't jump into it. And Rob, you're not a super fan of scotch. And Dan, we've learned that you aren't a big scan, right. fan of scotch. Why do you think? Have you ever sat down to think about? Is it purely just, just how it tastes? 
Yeah, I think maybe approaching scotch wrong when I the first couple times I tried it, I tried some really heavily peated scotches, mm-hmm. yep, um, do it. and that was definitely a big turnoff for me. the The smokiness just lingered so long that it kind of overwhelmed my palate to where. Um, everything else I tried, it was Whiskey Fest the first year. I tried a Talisker 18 year, which in hindsight is not a good starting point. <laughs> I learned this weekend what a better starting point would have been. But, uh, which we'll higher. talk about. We will yeah. talk higher about things that. in life. Right. But uh, that Talisker 18 was just so smoky. Like, I enjoy a good cigar from time to time, but it has to be towards the end of any evening because all I can taste is the smoke the rest of the night. And that's really how that Talisker 18 left me feeling. No matter what I tasted, even if I knew it had zero smoke, it was so heavily just sticking to my palate everywhere that it, it kind of just ruined it for me. And so I was like, eh, well, that's that's kind of where I ended up. Truly I mean, enjoyable. I've given right. him a bad time about it, but it it, it stays with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some of the lighter scotches, and and then it it, it repeats on you like nobody's <laughs> business. I mean, anytime you cough or belch a little i mean yep. it's coming back up with <laughs> scotch backfire yeah yep. I mean, it's so and that's and it's true and, and again i think that's why a lot of people kind of shy away from it uh you know and and it's nice to if you're going to get into scotch it's nice to talk to somebody that knows a lot about it because they can definitely point you to the in the to, to the right you know this yeah. is the one right? we got to remember the culture too i mean here like i was when i got into whiskey i was living in japan over there, it's all scotch. Like it's all about the scotches. Well, it's all about it, the Japanese whiskey. Whereas here, it's not. It's not as prevalent. Well, yeah. in Japan, you know, they they obviously weren't known for making whiskey in the 1700s, 1800s, and I believe it was. Um, I, I I did a little research on it. Uh, somebody, one of the like the the Captain Cooks or the Captain, I don't know, one of those famous back in the 1800s, dropped off a barrel of it in mm-hmm. Japan. And said, you know, this is what we drink, enjoy it, whatever. They fell in love with it. I think it was scotch. Uh, and they sent over, you know, some people to Scotland, a couple of guys individually, I think, that really started the yeah. boom in Japan. I mean, the huge, the, the big boom. So there's a, there's a book. If you want to get into Japanese whiskey, it's called Japanese Whiskey Rising. Uh, Rising. Amazing, amazing. Oh, book. interesting. Um, okay. And it talks about. I mean, Japanese whiskey's been around for for a while. It's it's in, it's been constantly changed, though. I mean, it stems from World War II and tariffs and taxes and all that. But the, when it really started to become its own, it started uh, from a guy named Shinjiro Tori, who started Suntory. Mm-hmm. Um, he hired a person named Mazataka Takatsuru, who trained in Scotland for years. I couldn't pronounce his name <laughs> for years. Um, he he trained. I forget which story it was, but he actually ended up marrying. Uh, a Scottish woman. Her parents got pissed, so they moved back to Japan. <laughs> um, and it was there that, that Shinjori or Shinjiro uh, hired him. And so they, they were messing around. And the first Japanese, the first, like Suntory in my mind is the the dad of Japanese whiskey. Right. Like that is what started the what we know today as Japanese whiskey. Um, when, when they first put out their Japanese whiskey, it was really Scotch-like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Masataka train in Scotland. Yeah. Japanese hated it. It was not floral, it was not light, it was in your face, it was punchy, I didn't like it. So Shinjiro said, no, we want you to make something lighter for the Japanese palate that we pair things with, a little bit more floral, a little bit more herbal, and that's where Yamazaki came about, and then later Hagushu, or Hakshu, and then Habiki, which is a blend of their single malts, Hakshu and Yamazaki, and then Chita, which is their single grain, and that's what makes up Habiki. Well, Mazataka didn't like that. He worked with him. He worked with him for ten more years, but couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. So then he went and founded what is known today as Nika, and that's Migikyo Yoichi uh, Nika from the barrel, 
Right. The little the little square bottle. And that's more of the the smokier scotch style of Japanese whiskey. And ever since then it's 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 blown up. Those, All right. But those are the two big ones for so sure. So ob- obviously we'll be doing a Japanese whiskey version of this too because uh, <laughs> there's a lot to get in there. Oh yeah, it's so, it's huge. Okay, so the reason why we wanted to do this particular episode is because both Rob and Dan are not scotch fans. And we think Gabe specifically and I felt like the Macallan Scotch might just be the one that could convince both of these guys that, hey, Scotch is amazing, okay? You're away from the Islas, the, the, the Isla, uh, Island in, in Scotland, so you're not getting that peaty smoke, whatever. This comes from uh, the Speyside Highland region, which is the lighter, less smoky, less peaty Scotch, which I think is where you would start. Would you agree with that, Gabe? Yeah, I would, somebody... I would definitely say for anyone getting into Scotch, definitely try and, and start with, like, the Speysides and mm-hmm. the Highlands. Um, they do make PD Highlands. Uh, this is not no. one of them, for sure. <laughs> and this is actually a very special blend that is very limited, mm. too. And Dan was is, was was gracious enough to get a couple of these bottles, thankfully not like it, reach out to Gabe and I and say, hey, you guys want to buy these? <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> I'm not going to drink them or sell them or whatever. So we said, yes, absolutely. And then we thought, well, let's let's see if this could be the one that gets Dan to enjoy scotch. So we've been talking long enough without drinking, which has mm. really been irritating. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is. <laughs> so I think we should definitely. All right, Gabe, here's I want you to do. Oh, no. I want you to do your magic <laughs> right now. OK. Yeah. So it's like fig and burnt tire. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of Band-Aid. No. I'm just... uh, OK. So when you approach something like this, Gabe, what's the first thing you do? I, I knows it. So, I mean, okay. I, I would normally also let it sit for a little bit. Uh, standard Which we have. Rule. Yes. This isn't long enough. For I mean... sure. So standard rule for me is a minute in the glass for every year in the cask. Um, so oh, interesting. Yeah, so if it's a 12-year, give it 12 minutes, 20-year, 20 minutes. But for this, yeah, this is long enough. Okay. Um, so for sure, I definitely try and nose it first just to kind of get a little bit of intro. Like, what am I getting into? What is what is going to be based on the nose probably what I'm going to get the most, right? right. Um, I think I think Dan mastered it some a little bit, the kind of rolling technique, going to different nostrils a little bit. Well, I read you're supposed to use, you're supposed to keep your mouth open when you breathe it through to get it under your tongue. Yep. Isn't People, that how you do it Is, that, is, that, is that right? <laughs> no, I just thought you were a mouth uh, breather. Oh, and I'm not oh, a, well, sometimes. Depends on the weather. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> okay. So what are you getting then, Gabe? I get lots of chocolate. Okay. Which would make sense. Yeah, I get that, that kind of lighter roasted coffee, maybe. I, okay, I can kind of smell. I'm, the chocolate I get, I think I'm getting that, right? I think I I'm smelling the chocolate. Well, what are you, what get, what are you getting? What, well, when I had it Saturday, I got a lot of chocolate. I'm not, <laughs> not getting much of it now. Rob wasn't supposed to drink it Saturday, but he did. No, Dan at least no held up his end of the deal. gave me the memo. Well, this is made with the cacao bean. I believe, uh, is part of the, the, the distillate for this, right? Yeah, so this is part of their uh, the Harmony collection. It's actually the first release from a, the McCallum Group on the Harmony collection, and it was a collaboration with a chef okay. um, is how they came up with the blend. Yeah, Jordi um, Roca. Jordi yeah. Roca. Is that who it is? All right. It's the pastry chef at okay. El Cellar de Con Roca. And I okay. think I read somewhere, which is kind of cool, all of the packaging, this box is, is from the yeah. recycled from the, the husks. husks of yeah. the cacao, which is really neat. It is a really neat box. All right. Now that we've smelled it, let's go ahead and finally taste it. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. 
I can taste. You can definitely get the chocolate. Oh, on that back end though. Exhale. Exhaling. That's espresso. Oh, we got to breathe. We got to breathe with it too. That's espresso. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Got a lot I, of chocolate, a lot of coffee. Yeah. I already know Rob's take on it, but but actually, I like it a lot better today than I did Saturday. Maybe I mean, because that, you that could have been because I you had, had other you know, drinks had and four other things sure. before it or whatever. But it it's nice now. I mean, it's it is chocolatey. I I do have. I can taste the the coffee that these guys are talking about. I don't get. I still don't get the coffee yet. What do you? Okay, it's, Dan. It, what do you? Yeah, what, what do you think? I mean, it's no McAllen twenty five, <laughs> but it's uh, oh no, it's pretty <laughs> enjoyable. Is you think this is something that you would keep in your bar? Then you know potentially. I, I think I was uh, I was talking to somebody after Whiskey Fest, and I said, you know, I, I have to admit that I found a few scotches that I liked on Saturday, but I think for me. Um, when I go out to a bar, there are oftentimes I look at the the back bar and there are this is going to sound super pretentious of me, but not a ton of items that I haven't had a chance to try between sure. three years of whiskey fest and well, you're you're a, trips you're, to Louisville, exactly. owning a liquor store, and you own a liquor store, two of them. Yep. So <laughs> and so, you know, for me, it's when I go out, I want to try something different, something unique, and so um, I will definitely push myself to look at the Scotch menu much closer. Um, when I go out to Spearfish Public House or something like that um, versus just kind of picking a go-to um, off the bourbon menu. Uh, and so I think that will be at least initially where I go. Um, but there are there were a couple of the McAllens. I, I, I could see myself having one at home for a change of pace. Sure. And from time to time. Starting with McAllen uh, probably isn't recommended either, only because of its price point. McAllen is not, it's probably the most expensive yeah. scotch. Is it's it? a buffalo trace of scotch. <laughs> well, yeah, that, buff, that's... Buffalo trace didn't used to be as expensive as it <laughs> that's, is that's true, The antique too. collection <laughs> the or antique regular <laughs> buffalo trace? I want to try it now. You're supposed to try it with chocolate, too. So I, we went and got some chocolate down here. I'm, and I'm really, I really want to see if that changes anything. So grab something from there, you and see if you want to try it with there. If you don't, I, I get it. But I want to definitely try it with some chocolate. Um, I think for me, when it came to scotch, the one I found to be my absolute favorite, and I think it is, I think it's really the... <laughs> I was wondering how that was going to go. It's really the Jack Daniels of scotch is Glenfiddich. I think that's the biggest selling scotch out Which of Scotland. The Glenfiddich. Oh, yeah. I think that's, like yep. I said, it's, com- it's, it's comparable to, to Jack Daniels here in the United States. It's sold everywhere in Scotland. It's the biggest seller outside of Scotland. Um, and the 14 is just my go-to anytime I'm going to drink some scotch. Would I like to always drink Rare Cask Macallan or Macallan 25? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, but that's that's just for very special occasions. So what did you guys take? You took the, all the dark chocolate? Yeah, you want a small piece? Of course. Piece? No, that's fine. I'm going to try the toffee one. Try the fluffy one. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. That's how they describe it to me. What I do think you should start with, if you like Macallan, um, you should definitely try Glendronic. Uh, Glendronic model in my office right now. Glendronic 12 year is, to me, like the new McAllen. Hmm. It's what McAllen should be. Really? Yeah, but even even Glendronic starting to go the way of McAllen. It's getting a little bit. It's getting a little bit more expensive. They're doing some things. I'm not crazy about the brand right now, Um, but yeah, if you like McAllen, I think a good starting point definitely be Glendronic too. Glendronic 12 year is pretty good. Boy, the sweetness of chocolate. Changes that profoundly. I, I don't know how to describe it. 
I think the chocolate. I don't get the chocolate as much on the whiskey anymore. Right. I get more of that sherry, fig, and spice. Now. There yeah. you go. That was, yeah. That's exactly it. It brings it out a little yep. sweeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's that's um, that's delicious. I mean, it really is. I, I, I don't know how you can go wrong with a Macallan Scotch to begin with. I don't think they make anything that's questionable. Uh, but I love when they take chances like this. And except, except decisions after drinking too much of it. <laughs> you know, Glenn Fittick, uh, they do their, is, I don't know if it's by like the fire and ice and the, um, they'll, they'll do their. Um, their fire and cane, the peated. Fire and cane, I'm yep. sorry. Yep. That, that you know, I, I like when they take those chances. I like when they kind of go outside of the box a little bit. And, you know, those companies have the time and the resources and the ability to do that sort of things. And they, and they always seem to hit it on the head. And boy, this one this one does too. Um, what what sucks about it is if you're you know watching this and listening to it, you can't go out and buy this anywhere. Right. That's the that's the thing that's you know you got to be kind of fortunate. You got to know the right people, and <laughs> <laughs> and you can then you can get a couple of bottles of this. But if you ever come across it, if you ever have anybody that has some, if you see it on a menu anywhere. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. I'm you know you you can't say don't try it. I think a lot of what throws people off is just the price point too. I mean it's it's. Mm-hmm. When you do see it, it's about two hundred, right. about two hundred bucks a bottle. And you know, for people who are who are either getting into scotch or know a little bit about scotch, it's like, you know, do I want to take a risk on a new series from McKellen? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Like, what what do you mean? Like, what sure. is a Harmony Collection? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say one hundred percent. If you see this at a bar, definitely yeah. try it because it's not going to be for everybody. No, that that chocolate is is really there. That dark espresso to me, mm-hmm. that roasted bean, like it's not going to be everyone's go to. But I would say. They went for a certain profile, like they went for the the dark chocolate. That's yeah. what they wanted to get, and they they nailed it. Well, I hope we got you a little closer, Dan. Well, when you hire something. a pastry chef, <laughs> well, you know, when you want be, chocolate, right. you're going to get chocolate. About yeah, right. So, Rob, even you think you kind of like this a little bit more now too? I mean, you would you would for a change of pace, like Dan said. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I I'm kind of I had the. McAllen 25, and then went to this and went, well, it's not quite the same. <laughs> well, but, I mean, literally, by definition, it's not the same, just because right. this is a whole other, you know, collection well, and, for you know, them, it's one, you're, you're, Whiskey Fest, you're chasing one after the other and maybe getting a sip or two of water in between. Right. And, and then to have something as smooth and as palatable as the 25 was, and then you're you're adding a, a, a different, a lot more flavor to the chocolate and the espresso or the coffee onto this, it was just vastly different than the sure. than the twenty five and the red breast that we had and the yeah I think having that as the first pour set the bar pretty <laughs> Boy, high yeah did it ever <laughs> oh man uh, but it was yeah it was it was amazing totally amazing um, okay we're going to have to figure out a way to do this um, again we're going to have to figure out a way to do it uh, you know maybe semi regularly over the year. And uh, Gabe made the mistake of telling Rob and I, look, I have a vast collection of whiskey. <clears throat> and when I say I'm not, I'm not being, this isn't hyperbole, Gabe, how many bottles do you think you have in your house right now? Do you, do you want me to say? I do want you <laughs> to say. Do you want to say? Do you want to admit <laughs> it? We're not, we're, not, we don't, we're not making you say. Just I don't sure know if that... my wife is listening. <laughs> um, probably about now around the 450 mark. That's yeah, incredible. I have a problem, <laughs> um, but it's an awesome problem to have. Yes, you know, like I said, that's is. part of the reason why I have so much though, is because a lot of it is from what I got in Japan, mm-hmm. and there are just there are things there you can't get over here. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'll get it while I can, and then come over here, and if people want to try it and share it, 
That'd be awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm all about it, man. This, this is this is what I love doing. This is what I love talking about. What so, are the uh, What are the odds of you uh, getting stationed somewhere else? Uh, right, I'm here for right at least now. I'm here for at least the next two years. At least the next two. At years. least the next all two right, years. Let's make sure we so write that. Some math. The question bottles is is the seven hundred days is the bottle collection going to go up or down <laughs> over the next two years? Well, I'm friends with Dan, so it's probably going to go up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, I definitely want to do this again, you guys. This is fun. Uh, you know, Rob and I like to talk about it. We're we're we are the unprofessionals, so it's fun to talk to people that know more what they're doing. Uh, you know, just to just it, it just it just makes it more enjoyable. And, and that's what Rob and I have always talked about, too, on this podcast and on this on this show is that it's this always tastes the best when you're drinking with somebody else. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. There is sitting at home. Having a sip is fine. But, you know, make that your your yeah, bottom shelf stuff. That's entirely true. <laughs> it is. It, it's it's just so much fun to, to drink and talk about, about drinking alone. Well, yeah, it depends on the kind of day you have, I guess. <laughs> but, Gabe, thank you, man, for coming oh, in. Dan, no, of course, all the time from Timmins Market. We appreciate you both. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you guys, have, you guys have been a great partner with this, and uh, I hope we're doing this forever and ever and ever. So, please keep finding this that I can spend all of my money on because I will. Anytime, <laughs> I'll gladly take it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network.